0: I'm Greg Lambrecht, founder of Intrinsic Therapeutics, and one of the inventors of the Barricade annular closure device. In this interview series, Beating the Odds of Reherniation, you'll hear from Dr. Pierce Nunley, director of the Spine Institute of Louisiana, and Professor Claudius Tomei, the director of neurosurgery at the University of Innsbruck, Austria. You're listening to Chapter 6, The Future of Annular Closure. So without further ado, let's hear from these two great spine surgeons.
1: Well, good morning, everybody, and a really pleasure to, to be here and be with my colleague, Claudius Tomei. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about this whole topic and, and really how important it is uh, that we be mindful of not only re-herniations because of the great cost to the patient and, and, and all their issues. I, I wonder if you have any, and this is your chance to be the professor If you're teaching your residents and fellows and talking to them about uh, the future, I mean, what are your thoughts uh, in regards to this
2: as as far as the future of spine surgery? Obviously, nobody knows the future. But I believe that in probably decades to come, the next generation of spine therapists will look back at us and, and, and say, how could they put in tons of metal in these poor people's back? And I'm, I'm a believer that we will have more biologic solutions in the future. I don't really know how long that will be. And, and I would also envision an annular closure device not to be an inert flap that stays in there forever and will probably be even there when we are dead. But I believe that there will be some kind of biologic solution in the future. Um, I would think the first step would be to probably use a titanium anchor because that small anchor is not a problem, I I believe, and have some kind of biologically active flap on top that will then hopefully create a good healing of the annulus and maybe more physiologic in the future. And then, maybe a second step may even be to have a resorbable anchor, um, right. maybe even on both sides you never know that is 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 bridged by some biological thing in the middle. Um, I think that will be ultimately the future and hopefully, by then, we will also have some nuclear replacement technology um I've been involved with a with a with a german study on on reinjecting autologous uh, chondrocytes three months after disc surgery. And we've re-injected them. We are now waiting for the follow-up. And um, I think that this will be problematic until we have a good solution to re-establish the annulus. Because um, you may not be aware of, but in, in Europe, I've never used it. We had cushions that were put in the discs. They all came out. If you use something artificial, I was in the always come up. I was
1: in the Dascore pilot in the U.S., so yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and it failed. <laughs> yeah. We did five studies in the pilot, and, and it, it, that wasn't the way to go. And, and I think what we talk about, and again, it's, it's, it's uncanny we're having this conversation. I can't wait to actually uh, have a beer with you at some point or a glass of wine and, and, and talk, because we think so much alike. It's like we're on two different parts of the world. Uh, But I I agree 100% that uh, we are heading towards biologics, but it may not be in our lifetime because the body is just so amazing. And, you know, for a biologic to work with the body, and I've done intradiscal studies, uh, multiple uh, uh, companies as well. And, uh, you know, I think that it's uh, an ongoing, so it's it's really interesting. And I agree with you about the, the implant, but it's like the pendulum swings, right? So you, the little sutures didn't work. So we we the pendulum swung to we got to have an anchor, and that's where we are, and it works now that now that we have the anchor that works, we can go backwards very carefully and very methodically and and you know and 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 work down to how can it be you know more compatible and more biocompatible, et cetera and i think I think that's really important and i but I also think the other issue that we need to talk about too is just the it's a, it's the same with disc replacement. You know, like I get asked a lot because I'm an expert in that. Uh, you know, uh, by Wall Street, et cetera. You know, what's the penetration of total disc replacement going to be? And of course, the company CEOs are all saying, you know, it's going to be eighty percent. It's like no, because there's so many discs that are just completely gone. There's so many facet joints that are completely gone and motion segments, and so. There's not a solve for that other than other than fusing them. It's, they don't need a disc replacement. That's only one part of the motion segment. So I, I think we're going to see the same thing with the annulus mm. that as we learn to treat those, maybe we can learn to treat the annulus and prevent uh, degeneration or slow the process down. Uh, but there's always going to be those big annular defects. And with those big annular defects and that paper thin what's left of the annulus, like you say, where they're incompetent, there's not going to be a device... That repairs that, there can only be something that blocks it, and so the question is is what do we do so um, well it 's been fascinating you know um, i 've really enjoyed spending this hour with you and uh, uh, talking about uh, this subject i think um, I think hopefully we've uh, we've uh, laid out uh, from an evidence based perspective that this is a real thing and um, and we 've also laid out that this is a real cost to the patients and um, and their families, and um, and a big issue. And then, of course, on the on the U.S. side, that we've got to look across uh, overall. Okay. So it makes sense in, in that respect as well. So, any any closing comments you'd like to make, Dr. Tomei?
2: Well, first of all, I would like to thank you because um, as you said, we haven't really met before and talked uh, before, and I thought it was great to to interact with you. Um, probably we were. Thinking too alike, it may have been better if we would have been very different in our opinionating. But no, I, I enjoyed this a lot. And I think it's important to spread the word that people at least um, get a feeling of how important analyst is, how important the technique of surgery is. Because I think that's a problem that is that happens to all of us. That we are out in private practice for 5, 10, 20 years. And we are great surgeons. But uh, that's, I get the impression that sometimes we start stopping our evolution or slowing down our, our evolution. And I think that's always important to really rethink what you're doing and see a potential room for improvement that usually is there. Um, but I greatly enjoyed that. And, and thanks for spending the time. And I hope to catch up sometime with a beer or a glass of wine
1: and we'll do that and uh for now we'll uh, say thank you to everybody for uh, paying attention and dr tamay and i uh, look forward to meeting anybody that uh, comes up to us at future meetings when we're able to actually go to meetings and uh, have (laughs) further conversations um, and we can certainly make our emails available as well so uh, take care and uh, have a great day and everybody be safe
0: This concludes this six-part interview series. We hope you enjoyed it. Next episode begins a new series, so please subscribe to the Disc Collective podcast wherever you're listening. To watch the full interviews and to learn more about the Barricade annular closure device, head over to youtube.com forward slash barricade. To download a copy of the publication synopsis, visit barricade.com and click the Publish Clinical Evidence section or contact your local representative for a print brochure. Keep in mind that the products discussed in this podcast have labeling limitations. Barricade is indicated for reducing the incidence of reherniation and reoperation in skeletally mature patients with radiculopathy, with or without back pain, attributed to a posterior or posterior lateral herniation, and confirmed by history, physical examination, and imaging studies, which demonstrate neural compression using MRI to treat a large annular defect between four and six millimeters tall and between six and 10 millimeters wide following a primary discectomy procedure at a single level between L4 and S1. All medical devices have risks. Please refer to barricade.com slash instructions for a full list of benefit and risk information. US law restricts this device to sale by or on the order of a physician. The guests on this podcast are consultants of Intrinsic Therapeutics.